Welcome, podcast listening world, to episode one of Drew, the Fantasy Guru. You can find all my content on the Start of an Era channel via Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. The website for the show is startofanera.com. I'm here to deliver my weekly thoughts and opinions on fantasy sports topics. Coming up on the podcast, we're going to talk about preseason football has begun, and I give my opinion on certain quarterbacks that have raised eyebrows in the fantasy community. I give my advice also on high-risk versus high-reward draftable players for fantasy football. Then I'll give my initial thoughts on how some rookies and other players have done in the summer league for the NBA and how it impacts their draft stock for fantasy. First, it's almost about that time for playoffs in the fantasy baseball community. Most leagues will start their playoffs near the third week of September. With any march to the playoffs, injuries, sleepers, and last-minute pickups become very important for fantasy sports. Starting with some baseball news worth keeping an eye on. Jared Cole. He will return today, August 16th, to start against the Los Angeles Angels. He hasn't pitched since July 29th and he because of due to testing positive for COVID-19. Jake Flaherty. He came back on Friday after missing two and a half months. Due to an oblique injury, he had six shutout innings against the Royals with five strikeouts. He's now officially 9-1 with a 2.65 ERA. For fantasy players who have him, I know they're very grateful that he's back, especially for the last month before the playoffs. Chris Sale, he finally came back, reinstated on August 14th off the injured list. Um, he's been doing a lot of rehab assignments this entire year. He got his first start in two years and looked phenomenal. Definitely someone, if you have him, if you see him on the free agent list in your league, you better pick that boy up right now. I better not see him in the free agency pool in your damn squad. That man better be picked up. You feel me? You feel me? Um, unfortunately, bad news for you Darvish owners. Um, he may not make his next schedule start due to the back tightness. Um, right now, this doesn't look good for the Padres as well as on their own due to the fact that they've had a lot of injuries lately on their team. The good thing for them, they did get Fernando Tatis back. And on his, and just last night, he hit two home runs. We'll see how he does if he can continue being healthy for Fernando Tatis. But... Right now, that's a great start, and hopefully for your playoff run, he, he survives health-wise. Clayton Kershaw, he will begin catching today, later on today, so we'll, this is going to be something to keep an eye on to see what the initial thoughts are in regards to his return. Um, he's currently on the 60-day IL with a left elbow inflammation. He hasn't pitched since July 3rd, currently has a 9-7 record, a 3.39 ERA, Um. Hopefully, the timetable was supposed to be several weeks away. So hopefully today the catching part um, is good and there's no setbacks. And we'll, we'll find out more later on. Um, of course, for people who have Jacob DeGrum, right now it's not looking too good for you right now with these this new news that he's going to be shut down for two more weeks. So right now, a lot of owners right now are hoping that he does show up come playoff time. If not... They may just put him out for the rest of the year and just take it. don't want to risk it because he is definitely their best pitcher on their entire roster. 
Um, but he's out due to an arm inflammation. And like I said, his return in September is looking right now in doubt because he's now out for two more weeks for shutdown. Um, he's got a 1.08 ERA and 146 strikeouts. He was looking like an MVP. He was looking like a MVP and a Cy Young winner with those stats until he did get hurt. Winning in any league is all about researching, strategizing, and implementing to reach the wanted results. With baseball, it's more time-consuming than fancy football due to being daily and that the pitchers and starting line for hitters can constantly change. For example, the weather delays can occur which could make your player have no games one day, but the next, they could have two. Pitching is very important because the better they do, the more points they provide for your team. The worse they do, could hurt your damn team because of them damn negative points, you feel me? But some pitchers may only start one week as well, and then another has two. So sometimes finding a gym who plays two games in a week can be very profitable for your squad. In regards to some of the best pitchers who do have two weeks, this upcoming week for fantasy, Corbin Burns, definitely someone who's looking into the Cy Young Award for the National League. He's got two games, one against the Cardinals and the other against the Washington <laughs> Tanking Nationals. Um, another person to be looking at, you could be looking right now at um, Chris Bassett. He's got the he's the two hard teams to face, the White Sox and the Giants, but definitely a good chance for him to at least have one good game out of that. Um, another person who you could be looking at is uh, Framber Valdez with the Houston Astros. He, on Tuesday, he'll take on the Kansas City Royals and takes on Sunday, the Seattle Mariners. Like I said, all these schedules may change, but right now that is what they are assigned at the moment. Um, some people I'm looking for as a streamer for people who do have two games, the people who have 60% less rostered in ESPN leagues. One person is Kyle Quintrell. Um, he, he's with the Cleveland Indians. He's going to be taking on Minnesota, and then he has the Los Angeles Angels. In his last four games, he's had 25 innings. He's only allowed 14 hits and only three runs and 26 strikeouts. Definitely efficient. Uh, Valdemir Gutierrez. May have said the wrong name wrong. I do apologize. He is with the Cincinnati Reds. He'll be facing the Chicago Cubs and the Miami Marlins. In 25 innings in the last four games, 29 hits allowed, 8 walks, and 21 Ks. So definitely someone who's going to be giving you not as efficient as Quantrell, but he's close to it. It gives you at least some points that will be worth having. Um, one person to have, even though he is on the Colorado Rockies, he only plays one game this week, but he's definitely been doing great lately for them, and that's Kyle Freeland. In his last four games, 22 innings, 21 Ks. He's only, he has allowed eight runs, but the strikeouts sometimes do minimize the negative points you'll get with the runs. Um, another person to keep an eye on as well, Madison Bumgarner. Um, he'll be taking on the Phillies. And the last four games, he's allowed seven runs, but had 19 strikeouts. So that's something good. One, um, definitely two deep league pickups, I would say, for streaming-wise for this week. Uh, Lewis Gill, he face, he'll be facing the um, Boston Red Sox. Um, he's For the past two games, he's been looking good. 11 innings, six hits, three walks, has not allowed a run, 14 strikeouts. Um, and then another one who will be having two games, 
Bailey O'Bear with the Minnesota Twins. Um, they'll be facing the Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees. In the past four games, um, he's allowed a, a hit per inning, but he's only done six runs, 21 strikeouts. For a young pitcher, that's actually kind of good. And, of course, the Cleveland Indians are a team that w- that's currently in a stride. They're not a guarantee they're going to win every single game that they're playing because right now they definitely are back and the playoff race as well. So wouldn't be surprised if, ba- if Bailey O'Bear has a chance to win this game against the Cleveland Indians. And that is my stream. That's the streaming pitchers for the week. Sometimes the hardest thing about fantasy football is when you, do you decide to draft a quarterback? Do you draft early and get yourself a Patrick Mahomes in the early rounds? Or do you decide to wait and draft a Kirk Cousins or a Matthew Stafford later on down in the draft so that you can get better players around it? When you're thinking about quarterbacks before the draft, there's going to be three quarterbacks that are going to draw question marks in your eye when you see them. And those three are Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Carson Wentz. We'll start off with Carson Wentz. Of course, we see the, the, all the downside. He had the surgery, and the fact is that they believe he has a chance of being there week one. The owner doesn't want him to rush. They, he wants him to be 100% healthy before he starts. So there's no guarantee that he'll even start for week one. Um, so if his health is definitely a downside. The good thing is, is if you even wait, you may be able to draft Carson Wentz in the 14th or 15th round with the way his draft stock is right now. So if you get him as your QB2, you can draft a quarterback in the anywhere from the 7th or higher in regards to that and just make Carson Wentz your backup just in case. And if he somehow does show his value in 2019, definitely worth a late steal as a quarterback for drafting. And you have to think about it this way. Carson Wentz is in a beautiful offense. One of the best offensive line. Got a good running back in Jonathan Taylor. He has some nice receivers. Ty Hilton, Michael Pittman. Um, you, they also have the good tight ends and Mo Ali Cox, Jack Doyle. So this, they, he definitely has talent around him. It's just all about his health. That's going to be very the biggest question mark coming into the season. Deshaun Watson. We've all heard the issues that are going around Deshaun Watson. Um, them civil cases of his are looming. Um, there's no guarantee that he may even play this season. So that's another question in regards to even drafting Deshaun Watson. Um, I would not touch... Deshaun Watson, um, if I'm doing a just in a regular type of draft or even a PPR draft, I wouldn't touch Deshaun Watson at all. Um, yes, last year he was the fifth best quarterback in fantasy, 33 touchdown passes, led the league in passing yards with 4,823. But he currently he's not even practicing. They've already tried, the Texans have already tried to see if someone would trade for him. It's not looking like him even starting for week one. Yes, you can, if you decide to draft Sean Watson, 14th, 15th pick, have him on your bench, just in case something happens, just in case they they decide, okay, we're going to play you, here you go, all that. 
you never know if the NFL we we have no clue if the NFL is gonna put him on the exemption commissioner list yet. He may not do that because he's not even practicing. They may just not put him there as long. He's not practicing. Um, so you never know. For dynasty wise, I'd say if you can't get someone, if you can't get a good, get someone good in return right now, you gonna be a bad. You gonna be looking like a sad owner come middle of the season. Because that value may go down. And you'd be trading him for what, what you can't get for how great he could be come next year at least. Depending on where he's at. And if I'm someone who wants Deshaun Watson in Dynasty League, I am waiting until the middle of the season so I can see if that value lessened. And I can try to get someone back, get him in return for, let's say, a Trevor Lawrence or um, a just. I'd say uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, you know, try to get them for Deshaun Watson. Is hey, if I if I have uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, I know for a fact I must have drafted a better quarterback in a better situation ahead of them. So then I can be okay with Deshaun Watson not playing this year and be having ready to suit up for next year. He is still a young dude, so that's definitely something to go on the side. Um. So right now his. ADP is still high to me, tenth round, um, still very high. I, s- I still can't touch that right there. It's just some fact. I don't. We don't know his case. We don't know how it's gonna go. Like I said, to me, if he fell anywhere from let's say anywhere from the twelfth to the twelfth round or higher, oh yeah, twelfth round, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifth round, any of them, yeah, I I feel more comfortable drafting there because that's where you're getting your late steals either way. But definitely, I'd say draft very late as a backup. Not as a QB one for Deshaun Watson, and if you are just going to start any league, definitely a dynasty league. If you're just starting one, just definitely draft as a QB two, not as your QB one, because he's probably not going to be seen in the field. And that gets to me to now Dak Prescott. He's of course Dallas Cowboy, so called team of America. Yeah, he's going to be in the news all over the place. Um, the good thing he was doing is he was doing more light throws. They believe he should be good to go by week one. We'll see. Even though the fact they were talking to baseball trainers still doesn't make me feel that all great about it. But he's definitely someone great. Before he got hurt last year, he was averaging 423 yards passing, three total touchdowns per game before week five injury. Um, finished number two in fantasy QBs in 2019. So he's definitely got a, a track record of being at the top. Only downside, of course, is his health. Um, it's something is you're gonna have to think about before you draft him. Um he's his current ADP is around the sixth or seventh round. So that is a it's especially you don't know right now. It's week one star deaths. When you draft someone in the sixth or seventh round, you're you're hoping that they're gonna be there for week one or week two, at least to start to begin the whole season. So if he doesn't, that's it's it could put you behind. Um, I say if you do draft him that high, you may need to also draft a backup. Um, just just to get you through until he's real good to go. You don't know how the you don't know if he's gonna be even throwing that much just to, so they can lightly get him into the game, get him back on his feet. Because remember, he was just getting back into the groove before this injury. Before this injury, so he may also not be in a groove when he gets back onto that field. Cause right now he's just doing light throws. He's not doing, um, not 
having to pressure the pocket. He's not having to scramble or any of that stuff. So you may be also having to think about drafting someone until you see in the games like, ah, oh, this seems like at least an 85% of Dak Prescott from last year before the injury. So you, I'd say draft a quarterback to help, to help you out for the, for the beginning at first. And just also as an assurance policy as well. Um, some of the options I believe are good. Um, Stafford with the Rams, they got a lot of talent, and he's gonna he's he's consistent. He's not great. He's consistent, which is what sometimes what you need in fantasy at times. Uh, Kirk Cousins, consistent. He and he does have two great weapons and Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. So you know that he's gonna at least get some touchdowns with them and some yards. And then um, two others I have who are my opinion are. Right now they're being very slept on. Um, it, 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 they could they could do bad this year, but I'm gonna think I'm gonna think of them being at least try their best. And the fact that they have the weapons around them to do great if they can play at least average, in my opinion. Jalen Hurts, the fact is he can run and pass. Rushing yards is always amazing to have for a quarterback on your team. Look at Kyler Murray. Look at Lamar Jackson. And even Josh Allen as well. Those help you with more points. And you can if you get rushing touchdowns, helps even more. Um, Tua, um, to me, is he they built that team with great weapons. This is either it's either his time to shine, or this is gonna go with someone like aka Aaron Rodgers next year. So to me, it's Tua is right now on the clock. And for when I saw in that preseason game, he looks a little bit better. Not way better, but a little bit better. Um, still does air apparent throws. He doesn't have to make in, co- in coverage. But he does. He did get a little bit better with his timing, with his pocket presence. So it's looking like a g- good step in the right direction. We'll see how the next preseason game looks as well. But right now it looks like a good step in the next... Um, in the uh, the next great step in the next uh, part. Which, like I said, he's got Will Fuller now. You still have Devontae Parker. You got Jaseski. They have some talent around him. And to he's not set up to fail. He would only fail if he failed. It would be on him. So to me, right now, I definitely would put him as my sleeper in regards to quarterback-wise. All right, y'all. It's time for high risk versus high rewards. Uh, so these are my players, I believe, that for fantasy football that are high risk. Or they could be high rewards. Uh, most of the time when I mean high risk means you're drafting very high and there's a chance that they could really flop for how high you're drafting them to meet expectations. High rewards is pretty much for me a person you're drafting late or has a chance to exceed what they're where they're drafted at. Uh, so let's go with high risk. Uh, first, to me, Saquon Barkley, <laughs> easily. Right now, a lot of people could, are picking in their top seven. Uh, to me, very it's high risk to me. The reason is him coming off that big injury. Um, he's has he's been injury prone lately. Uh, it's to me, it's very big when you're thinking of your top pick. You want them healthy. You want them there, because if if your your top first pick is hurt, that put that sets you back at times. If you don't have great bench or depth behind you, that hurts you. Um, and also that John's O line is still questionable. They didn't get that many good pieces to fix that issue last year. I remember when he did play last year. I remember against the Steelers. That boy averaged a 
almost a yard of carry. That's it. That's not what you want in your, your first pick is just a yard of carry? Come on, man. I get anybody to throw in the bench like that, man. I could have got James Connors and he would have got me that same shit. So, not, not something I'm really big on drafting in regards to him. I'd rather take Devontae Adams over him, Tyreek Hill, or Kelsey. So, that's how I feel. Um, next person is Miles Sanders. Anybody knows me? I'm a big Eagles fan. Yeah, Miles Sanders, man. I'm very skeptical. Um, he didn't have last year. Didn't have that much of a workload. He pretty much got, he was in a, almost in, in like a little committee at times. There was a series where he was in, and then another series he was off, and then fourth quarter came. <laughs> and this and they didn't use him that much in the fourth quarter, even though he was he had great he was having a great game. So to me, it's like I have to see more what they're going to do with Miles Sanders, because um, what I've seen in camp is that he's been splitting the carries in the first team reps, which is never which is very concerning. Which means they're going to go to committee, give him maybe a sixty forty, which just doesn't always bode well, especially when it's all going to depend on Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts can do good, it might it'll help Miles Sanders opening getting being opened up, no longer in a, not in a box. Which is going to be something that would also hurt you fantasy wise. Uh, Kenny Galladay, another person with health issues. Of course, he's on the Giants as well. Um, he pulled his hammy in camp out for the entire month. They're not. They didn't. They're going to just shut him down. Just have him ready for week one. Not, no chance playing preseason. None of that. He was hurt last year with the Lions. Which is to me is like that injury injury bug of you having it a lot. Always concerns me. Um, there's a lot of other weapons around him. You still have Sterling Shepard um, around him who can get get most of the uh, catches that way, get most of the uh, targets. Um, so there's going to bring also less opportunities because you're gonna you have the Elvin Ingram, like I said as well, with Sterling Shepard. Um, yeah, and, th- and the other problem is with this: the Giants are a low were they were a low volume passing offense last season. Not a lot of passing, so they're 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 more of a Smash, smash down your throat type of team, even though their line does suck. <laughs> but they try to ba- they try to be balanced and they try to just run it down your throat, um, get and beat you in the trenches. So, I'm not seeing something I'd want to draft Kenny Galladay at his current level. At in my opinion, um, another person. This is more just the fact of, of one him being a rookie, two the talent around him. But it's Jamar Chase. Uh, right now, he's dr- being drafted at the wide receiver 25. Um, the fact is he's with Higgins. He's with Boyd. Um, Burrow is pretty much coming off an injury. There's, and the fact is the Bengals. Mm, that old line. Ugh. <laughs> and so they, it means they're going to see the Steelers twice a year, see the Ravens twice a year, see the Browns twice a year. Doesn't make me optimistic about Oh yeah, he's gonna be balling out, twenty fifth rank type of person in my opinion. Mm, he could, maybe he has a Justin Jefferson year as a rookie. He could have it, but it's just to me, it's just so many things against him. I would rather pick up a DJ Chark or Debo Samuel, which is which is a lot of which he's going ahead of. I rather pick one of those two and see what happens because I know DJ Chark is the number one receiver in Jacksonville. I know Debo Samuel, you know he's he's number one wide receiver, second in targets were behind kill but at least i know with debo is gonna be number two um 
the last person for high risk, DeAndre Swift. I know how great he was last year. Trust me, I was a big fan of Swift last year. Problem is now, that offense is a shell of themselves. Like, you now you got golf. Tyra Williams is your one of your top receivers. Like, really? That's that's how we're going this year? Like, uh, ugh. And now they also brought in Jamal Williams. So the if anyone watched last year, you saw with the Packers, Jamal Williams most of the time got a lot of receiving yards. He got most of the receptions out of the backfield. And Swift, what made him great last year, was sometimes also getting the ball out of the backfield by catching it. Now you bring in Jamal Williams, that could also take some of those opportunities for targets away from Swift. And because how bad his offense is, they may be in third and sevens a lot. <laughs> and then you'd have to they'll just have to dump it to the running back. So to me, they'll make whoever's that running back is, either Jamal Williams or Swift getting that target easily. When I'm looking at it could be Jamal Williams getting that because they brought him in. And he that's exactly what made him successful in Green Bay. So it's it's just a it's just opportunity and how bad the offense is. It makes it a high risk from Verdante Swift. It's nothing about his talent. It's just about the people around him. That just makes me very questionable about this. Well, some of the players I have for high reward. Uh Brandon Ayuk with the 49ers. Oh, definitely love his talent. Um definitely he if he gets a chance and they're they give him the ball. A lot more. He'll definitely do great. I like Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy definitely to me is a great slot type of receiver. Fast. He gets that he gets that ball. Boom. He gone. If you saw that preseason game, whoo, they, they threw that joint right to the middle, down the middle to him. Boy it looked like he was gone for a minute. So I definitely like definitely like Jerry Judy. Especially if Drew Locke is the QB. I like Drew Jerry Judy. Um like Jamar Chase's teammate and T. Higgins. T. Higgins showed with Brandon Allen last year that he was able to still do good. So I think with Burrow, he'll be definitely definitely still able to do good. Um, for me, for um another receiver, Marquez Callaway with the Saints. Um, no Michael Thomas for a while. They Jameis or Hill need a new number one receiver. Callaway's your damn answer right there. Another receiver I'm looking at. We I did joke about Tyrell Williams, but them targets got to go somewhere. No Marvin Jones, no Kenny Galladay. You could throw him to T.J. Hawkinson, but after a while, this is gonna double T.J. Probably wouldn't be surprised at that. So I'd say Tyrell, show up time. Um, for quarterbacks wise, I'm looking at uh, Tua, James Winston. If he wins, the, if he wins the job, if he wins the job, to me he's in a he's in a better offense, would have a better quarterback mind. Um, and Sean Payton, who can actually calm down, calm him down when he's doing too much, not make him do too, not not let him go overboard, bring him down to earth. Um, Baker Mayfield as well, because that offense was it was all right last year, it was good, and they bring in Odell Beckham. We'll see if Odell Beckham's gonna show out in this offense. Cause hey, they got to the playoffs without you. Are you the issue, or can you contribute? That's going to be the key um, right there for Baker. Um, in regards to tight ends, um, I like Cole commit for the Bears, especially if Justin Fields takes that job. Ooh, boy. 
Um, Adam Trotman with the Saints. Um, to me, you're, they're gonna need it. They're gonna need still even you know even though they got Alvin Kamara, they got um, Marquez Callaway. You still gotta have someone to get four or five dump yards of passing, and that's gonna be Trotman. Since no Michael Thomas, no big man right now to to secure the ball when you need it, just to get the few yards. So I definitely like Trotman for that. Uh, my sleeper is definitely Irv Smith as a tight end with the Vikings. Because of Rudolph not being there, it's he's, Rudolph was more of a blocking tight end in my opinion. Irv Smith is more of the catching type. So and he's a little bit, and he's definitely faster than Rudolph. So it's gonna be interesting to see how much more they get him involved this season because now he's a tight end one for the for the Viking squad. Um, for running backs, I uh, like Mike Davis where he's positioned at um, seventh eighth round. Ooh, I'll take that all day, baby. Because right now the Falcons, they don't have. He's right now the number one running back. Anytime you, you want a number, you want a number one running back from any team for fantasy that's not in the committee. The reason for it is the you definitely will have someone who has a chance to have a great game and get you the points that you need. Um, and then also they brought in Arthur Smith from the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, that's last year was all about. Running the damn ball down your throat with Derrick Henry. Mike Davis showed he could do a little bit of something like that with the Panthers. He he may be able to get get you some few points and fantasy as a, as a number one running back for the Falcons. And he can also catch. Uh, Daryl Henderson with the Rams. The reason why I like this one. No Cam Akers, unfortunately, due to his Achilles injury. So you have um, Daryl Henderson, who's now the number one running back of the Rams. And they didn't even sign a new quarterback. A lot of people were talking, oh, they're going to get Todd Gurley. They didn't even get Todd Gurley. They just said, hey, Henderson, you're going to sit out for the rest of the preseason. No preseason games for you. Just stay in camp, practice, all that other stuff. We don't want to risk you getting hurt because you are our number one running back now. And this offense needs that. So I definitely like Daryl Henderson. And that is my high risk versus high reward players. If y'all were wondering, what is the NBA's version of the NFL preseason? It's the Summer League. You got players who are rookies. This is going to be their second year coming up. Or they're just looking for a roster spot. They're all in the summer league. And they're just competing. Sometimes you get some... Sometimes you got some future prospects showing out. Sometimes you got players who stay in, that, stay in the G League because they can't get out because of the fact that... Summer league ain't show any teams what they could really do, and so they hit pretty much are just stuck in the system. Some players I looked at definitely the the rookies. You have to always look, you're gonna always look at the rookies to see how they do, especially if they're top ten picks. You want to see how they did to see if they were even worth the picks. You can we ran a hype train with it. Woo woo. <laughs> of course, everyone I know watched the K Cunningham versus Jalen Green games on ESPN. For God's sakes, like they was. Making states hyping this joint up, woo, big time. Um, definitely they both showed out. I definitely like it. Um, I had fun watching it. Um, sucks that Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs both got hurt. Um, during the summer league, so they had to be shut down. So they won't be seeing action until probably NBA's real preseason. Um, but it was definitely some good games to watch. Um, some players fantasy wise for for basketball, I like. Cade Cunningham, definitely, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, because those four are going to automatically 
get minutes. They're going to get at least 20 minutes or more a game because of where they're drafted. Um, one player I'm definitely looking at as a sleeper is Jonathan Kumanga. I like this kid. Oh, definitely, definitely one of my favorite picks in the draft. Um, overall type of player. I think he'll be great for the, the Warriors. I think he'll be great off the bench um, at first until they, he gets used to his um, position and they can just put him as a power forward while they do, while they slow it down, you know, while they, because they love to play small ball. So you have him as a power forward, have Draymond Green center, and then you put Wiggins as your small forward, Clay and Curry that way, and then just go about it that way. Because to me, Moody be, is the best player they'll have off the bench because of his his scoring ability, while Kamunga is definitely someone who's an all-around type of player for them. Um, my biggest sleeper after watching the Summer League, Cameron Thomas out of LSU. The Nets got a good ass pick so late in the damn draft. In the draft, oh my gosh, that kid is a phenomenal drop. He dropped the most points in a summer league game since two thousand and nineteen when he dropped thirty six. I don't want to overhype him, but man, he's 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 getting some buckets, so it's it's hard not to see it. So I definitely can't. I definitely want to watch him. I'm I'm like I said, I, he's got he's on my sleeper list for basketball right now for fantasy wise though. Um, some volume picks, some players who are probably who are going to get the minutes because of the teams they're on. We'll see how we'll see what the draft will be for their positions wise later on in the season when he gets closer to the season. I mean, so we'll see how that goes. It's uh, Franz Wagner with the Magic, Josh Giddy, Oklahoma City Thunder, um, Alfrain Sergon with the Rockets. Um, he's been getting a lot of rave reviews for especially how he's, what he's done in the summer league. Some people have compared him to uh, Sabonis. Definitely great. Definitely some great comparison fantasy-wise if you hear that one because Sabonis was a double-double motherfucker. <laughs> so you definitely would be happy to see that damn comparison. <laughs> um, some other notes that I saw in summer league. Uh, Jalen Powell with the Timberwolves definitely sh- showed improvement at times with his game, shooting some threes, so definitely something good to watch. Um, quickly with the Knicks, whoo, he's still getting good. He's still looking good out there, boy. On that, whoo, that boy gonna be a threat to reckon with. They keep they if they let this man play some more times with the Knicks. They let him get some more minutes. Whoo, Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. <laughs> um, Tyrese Maxey, he was he's been showing out. He's been showing out. I, Sandy Sixers, what the hell are y'all doing? Start this motherfucker. Start this man. Y'all better start this motherfucker come the season. <laughs> I don't see no reason why he shouldn't be starting right now, man. Start him. Uh, Davion Mitchell, he's been showing the ability to be able to play on both sides, offense and defense um, during the summer league. So definitely a good pickup for the Sacramento Kings. Um, Sacramento Kings, last year with Tyrese Burton. And now you get in Davion Mitchell. Maybe maybe they're not bad at drafting now. Maybe. I liked it. I like Davion Mitchell as a pickup. So definitely something that looks good for them. Having them, have him, Hanburn, and Fox. Ooh. Sort of good. Sort of good. They just need to build around that. Um, Trey Murphy with the Pelicans. <sighs> that boy's like, that boy can shoot. That boy can fucking shoot. Lord. Woo. Yeah, I like it. I like him. He's, he, that boy's a streaky shooter. 
And if we talking about streaky shooters right now, LeAngelo Ball. Man, oh man, this is de- this is his summer league. I don't care what nobody says. This, if we're talking about who has shown out in summer league, who's caught everyone's eye, it's LeAngelo Ball. LeAngelo Ball has shown out. He showed that he's he, he's able to he's he's gotten better with the shot that he can play with with some of the others. Like, bruh, that game winner shot he made. Ooh. Yeah, that boy can shoot. So um yeah, I definitely like Leandro Ball. Um, I I hope he gets on the NBA roster, um, this upcoming season. I even I'll be more happy if he's on the Hornets with his brother, um, Lamelo. Hey man. Hey Ball brother, say hey man. Hey, let's make it three. Giannis and his fam got four. They about to get four with um with his little brother being on the Pacers. So let us at least get three in the league. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> So that's just my notes and takes on the summer league in regards to fancy basketball. I'd like to thank all the listeners for joining me today. If you have any questions or any fancy topics you want me to discuss, just submit them on the website, startofanerror.com. Next episode, I'll be giving my top 20 PPR fantasy football rankings for quarterbacks and running backs for the upcoming season. So the listeners, please rate and review the podcast. And I'll be back again soon to bless your ears again. Have a good one.